listening to a podcast from the Cinema Geekly Podcast Network. We're the geeks you deserve and the ones you need right now. Episode of what comes next, Cinema Geekly's NXT companion podcast. It is Anthony and Jacqueline, and we are back after a brief hiatus to talk more NXT on the WWE Network. Uh, so I was telling you right before we started that I'm like wrestling hungover right now. Well, better get over it because NXT's tomorrow night. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, I'm going right back into NXT UK <laughs> and NXT proper. Uh, but I, I just want everyone to know that just because. I am hungover on wrestling and watched a lot of it that the review I am about to give of NXT from this week was at the beginning of my week of watching wrestling. <laughs> so this was not me watching it after watching like nine, 10 hours Everything of wrestling. Else. I was not a fan of this week's show of NXT. We'll talk about it real quick. Uh, like, mm. you know what? First I want to talk about a little bit about the, the week we missed. There is only two things that I want to talk about. There was... Swerve? Yeah, Isaiah Scott and Cameron Grimes had a breakout star tournament match, which wasn't as good as I thought it was going to be. It started out kind of mm-hmm. slow, but it got really good by the end. It did. And, and I was sad that Isaiah Scott did not win. Yeah. That's okay. Uh, I feel like they maybe Like, I like Trevor Lee's work before WWE, uh, but he's kind of got... Like, his, his whole deal was that he'd go on... Like, he signed with uh, Impact Wrestling for a while, and this was during a period where nobody liked Impact Wrestling at all. And he would go okay. onto the indies and pretend that he was, like, a big-shot wrestling superstar because he was on Impact. The joke being that Impact was not on a big TV channel. Um, okay. So he's like, I'm a big, huge, like, contracted wrestler. And, like, he used that for people to boo him. He was really fun in this role. Uh, he hasn't really had a chance to establish much of who or what he is. In fact, in his little mm-hmm. promo thingy that they gave him before the match, came off kind of average. Yeah, I, that's why I was surprised he won. Yeah, I didn't. I didn't find him that interesting. Swerve was very popular, and yeah, people love Swerve. They both looked really good, uh, and the match was good, but it wasn't uh, what I was expect. I was expecting much better. Uh, and the best thing on the show last week was the continuation of the Adam Cole championship tour thing where yep. we learned that Gargano's was in fact Johnny Gargano's parents pizza parlor that they own in Ohio. And is that real? It is it is legit. That is a real place. Cool. I'd kind of forgotten about it. Uh actually as soon as he walked in there and I realized that it was his parents place, I instantly recalled a story that Johnny Gargano told years ago before he even went to WWE that his parents had, like, set up a ring for him, like, behind the restaurant that they owned. Aww. Yeah. So, like, it all came full circle in my brain. But that whole segment was amazing. Because, like, his parents immediately realize it's Adam Cole. 
And there, he's just <laughs> like, I don't want any trouble. I just want, you know, the pizzas that I ordered. Uh, and then his father, Johnny's father is all disgusted looking and he goes back to get the pizzas. And then Gargano notices kind of like a wall of fame, pictures of Johnny and Candace, all of their achievements in, in pro wrestling. And Gargano, like a dick, goes over there and hangs a picture uh, of himself Cole. up. Or Cole, that's Cole, right. Cole like a dick. Yes, Cole was a dick, of course. My mistake. And he mm-hmm. hangs up a picture of himself, and it says something like, a champion you can really be proud of, or something along those lines. And the... It um, it was a very much a throwback for me to, like, Kermit in the Muppets Take Me Down. <laughs> like, when they're in the restaurant. Come on! <laughs> um, so... And the real star of the segment, of course, afterwards is Johnny Gargano's father, who notices the picture out of the corner of his eye and walks over there and again looks at it with disgust and rips it down off of the wall and just hang- yeah. and shakes his head. Uh, and then Gargano... Uh, so Gar- the, the story at Gargano's Pizza is done. Cole then takes the pizzas over to the AIW training school, which is where Johnny Gargano trained. And I think they did a segment with Johnny here a while ago where he's there as the NXT champion. And Cole is now there. And he's like, I don't want any trouble. I brought you guys pizza. Here's my here's my good my goodwill gesture. And then he proceeds to tell all of them to give up on their dreams. None of them will be able to make it to NXT or become the <laughs> NXT champion. He should have never let you guys even hold the belt. You know, none of you guys were able to make it. He was such a, a great bad guy. He was like, this is like beyond where he normally is. Oh, right? yeah. This was like, a couple steps above. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I'm just making sure. Because I was like, normally he's not this much of a jackass. Yeah. But. He was he was encroaching on Champa territory here with uh No. With this no. Stuff. You don't think he quite I made was, it there? No, because he's more a cartoony bad guy. Oh, that's true. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, yes. Whereas Champa's just like, bad guy. Yes. Um. So, yeah. Yeah, I really enjoyed all that. Uh, we should also note that uh, this past weekend they did the Evolve 10th Anniversary Show, which featured a couple of NXT-adjacent matches. They had uh, Matt Riddle and Drew Gulak uh, on there, which is something we've seen on NXT uh, recently. Yep. And they had a really good match that Matt Riddle won. And uh, the main event of that show was Johnny Gargano. or not? I keep confusing Johnny Gargano. And yeah, that's a, that's a weird... Those are weird people to mix up. <laughs> I don't know why. You know what it is. Even... You know what it is. I think I'm. I we talked about it when Cole won the title. That I thought it was too soon for Johnny Gargano to lose the belt, and I feel like Gargano uh, should have gotten a longer run. For some reason, in my mind, he is still the champion. Still the champion. Uh, I think um, that's why I keep thinking. Like I'm thinking NXT champion. It's Johnny Gargano. It's not. Uh, back to it's reality. Not. Uh, it was Cole defending against Akira Tozawa, and uh, they had another really good match. Uh, saw Adam Cole obviously retain uh, the championship, but afterwards he was confronted by Johnny Gargano, who was also at oh. the show. So we could be doing the automatic rematch thing. I, I did question after Cole won the title, like, what's left for How? Johnny Gargano? Like, the bad guy said he was going to do all these things, and then he did them. I guess the story, they're going with a, a cheaper story here of Gargano is the former champion and therefore gets an automatic rematch at the title. Uh, hmm. So. Who's the, for Evolve, though, who's the guy who's the Evolve champion? 
I think that's Austin Theory. Yes. So when I went to the Evolve show, Austin Theory um, got on the mic and challenged Adam Cole. Did they have they ever had their match? Do you know? I am not certain. Maybe they hmm. did. All right. I'm gonna have to find that one out. But I don't recall. Okay. Well, okay. I'm done confusing Adam Cole and uh, Johnny Gargano. Uh, for now. For the time being. <laughs> uh, there's still plenty of time left in the show. Uh, first, let's talk about a... I don't know if this was actually worse than regular NXT. They were really mm-hmm. close. NXT UK from this week. Uh, yeah. We had yet another uh, match where Ely Dragunov faces a guy that he doesn't really match particularly well with. It was under five minutes and Dragunov won. Uh he has a great entrance. He's got a great presence and look. Uh, he is pretty good in the ring, but he needs to be with somebody who is really good in the ring to really showcase uh, off his ability, I think. Uh, this feels kind of like a little bit like Kushida Syndrome to me. Where yeah, it, like he's not fully clicking. I get that. Uh, speaking of uh, really short matches... Tony Storm defeated Candy Floss in a non-title match that was just over five minutes. Was not necessary. It was okay. You know, uh, at the end, Kaylee Ray attacked Candy Floss and then pointed at Tony Storm menacingly as she is going to be challenging Tony for the for the title. Uh, Trent Seven on the show had a really impassioned speech where he called out Walter. Uh, due to uh, Imperium's interference in the tag team title match from Probably the one of the week. better segments on this show. Yeah, he was a, it was a good promo for sure. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then the main event was incredibly boring to me. I don't know. It, it's got to just be Gallus. Uh, Gallus won a six-man over Dave Mastiff in the hunt. Um, it was like 12 minutes, and I, I think it's just Gallus. I think they just bore me to tears. Interesting. Why are they still at the Download Festival? Hasn't it been like four weeks? <laughs> it's been many weeks. I, well, I don't know how many days the Download Festival is. I wonder if they taped like every day. Gotta be less than what we're seeing. <laughs> uh, <laughs> one can hope. Uh, I I really not like... I mean, the, the look of the place is kind of unique, but uh, just the sound, the crowd is not always into things. It's Yeah, just kind of over it. Uh, next week they announced Mark Andrews and Cassius Ono, which... I do love Mark Andrews, I do like Mark Andrews. I hate Cassius Ono. Yeah, it's not inspiring a lot of interest, but I will watch it. Isn't Mark Andrews, doesn't he have a brother who's also on NXT UK? He does. Can you guess who it is? I forgot, but it's someone real weird looking. It's not Bull Mastiff, but it's someone like that. It's it's Wild Boar. Okay, see? I knew it. (laughs) Wild Boar Mike Hitchman, his brother. Cool. Uh, (laughs) I was very close. (laughs) Um, So, all right, let's talk about NXT proper. Episode 515. Woohoo! Yes. Uh, So, the show opens with dark lighting and dark sounding music. And who should come out but Emo Shirai? Which is her new name. Uh, yep, EO is all in black. Her eye makeup is sufficiently smoky. Her hair's down. Her hair is down. And she gets into this ring. The crowd is booing. Like, 
really vociferously. I was I was almost wondering. Yeah, they turned on her real fast. <laughs> yeah, it did. Well, I mean, she attacked Candace. Everybody loves Candace. Yeah. Uh, this crowd yeah, was but... chanting that EO sucked. And she just glared at them for a while. And then I can tell you, I'm going to now read for you word for word EO's entire promo. I don't need any friends. I don't need any of you. Drop the mic, stormed off. Quick and to the point, it's all I guess. She needed, yeah, I was going to say, that's all you need to say. I mean, point gets across real fast that way. I would have been happy if she maybe screamed at us in Japanese as well, uh, like in between the two English phrases. Because uh, I always find it menacing when somebody screams in a foreign language. Uh, that's fair. That's totally like weirdly american-y xenophobic of me but yeah i was gonna say maybe they're trying to break down that stereotype there's look but i think this is i don't think this is the american in me i think it's this might be a fact that there are some languages that sound very pleasing to the ear but there are two that can be like japanese can sound weird japanese is weird because it's like very humbly sounding when somebody is just speaking normally but if somebody is really upset Japanese kind of has like a scary sound to it. The other one, of course, German. German. Uh, and that applies for whether or not you're upset or whether you're not upset. It's just an angry sounding language. Uh, That's fair. Regardless. Uh, like French people, they can get as angry as they want, but they still don't really sound that angry to me. Uh, okay. And of course the British, but you know they're just speaking the Queen's English there, which of course to Americans is a completely different language at times. We don't spell color with a U, everyone. Uh, that was. <laughs> they also have a hard. They they don't always pronounce the ths as. Yeah. Like. <laughs> yeah. Anyway. Uh, getting getting rid of the u's in in words like favorite and color. That's how we owned the Brits. Uh, after yep. we declared freedom, we're like, we don't need these letters. Take that, King. Whoever is in charge at the moment. I'm I'm not very well versed on history. Uh, anyway, let's go back to the show. Look, that's how little there was to this Eo Shirai segment, everybody, that we had to expand <laughs> the show a little bit. She said two things and then left. She's a bad guy, though. That's all she needed to say. Her point got across. Uh, <laughs> there was a press conference held by Velveteen Dream. Someone <laughs> he, clearly, he clearly set this up himself. <laughs> so this is weird. He sets up a press conference. In which he does not want to answer any of the questions. He sets up the con- He made it clear that I set this up. And then he did not <laughs> want to answer any of the questions. Uh, someone asked about his next challengers, but Dream shut them down and says that that was not an approved Dream question. Kathy Kelly then essentially asks the same question. She asks about Roderick Strong being a challenger. And the Dream is immediately captivated, calls her Queen Kathy. Uh, and then says that that was an excellent question, but then he dismisses it as well and then ends the press conference. What was this? <laughs> dream being dream. Didn't he also someone, didn't he also call someone not Kathy? He did. I think he did. <laughs> I think it is clear that he will only talk to Kathy Kelly. That's it. I think he's the only one whose name he knows. She's the only one whose name he knows. Yes. He is ridiculous. Uh, He's getting more, like, off the rails, but, like, not in a horrible way. No. No, not really. I enjoy it. <laughs> like, this was short and weird, but, like, I enjoyed it. Yeah, there's something kind of heelish about setting up a press conference and then refusing to answer any questions. Yeah, although if if Roderick Strong is going to be the next challenger, yes. that he's clearly not the heel, right? So I don't no. know what they're doing with him. 
but I am here for the ride. A Velveteen Dream clearly walks the line between good and bad. Yeah. I don't think he really knows which way he's going yeah. from day to day or time to time. He's like, whatever. Uh, opener, Damien Priest defeated Crazy White Guy. Blanco Loco, I think, is a legitimate <laughs> translation there. And uh, oh. this this guy was a crazy white guy. First, he lists his residency as Mexico, New York. Now, Jacqueline, as somebody who lived in New York for quite some time, could you confirm or deny the existence of a city called Mexico in New York? That That is a real place, as is Cuba, New York. Wait, so, hold on. You pulling my leg here? Is there actually a Mexico, New York? Yep. Okay, hold on. I, I want to believe you, but I also want to go to Google. If this is, I cannot yeah. believe this is an actual uh, place where humans live. Yeah. Okay. Gonna, it, I mean, it's small, but it's there. I'm going to take you at your word for this, but if it turns out to be untrue later, I'm going to be very disappointed. Uh, yeah, and again, there is also a Cuba, New York. I don't know why New York State just stole a bunch of places, like, from other, like, towns. A bunch of, all other the places. other states or cities. Yeah, yeah. That's just how big yeah, New York like, is, there's, everyone. There's a, there's a Naples. Like, what the hell? <laughs> <laughs> Figure out your life. Anyway, <laughs> uh, so Blanco Loco, of all the enhancement guys they've brought in, not the worst looking gear, but maybe the worst looking in ring I've seen. Uh, yeah, he was not strong. This guy did not look good. There was a, Mm-mm. there was a, I mean, there's only like three moves in this match. There was one move where Priest goes to shoot Blanco Loco off the ropes and he's going to give him this clothesline. And Blanco Loco mm-hmm. is thinking, I'm going to do this big inside-out spinning take of this move to make it look extra devastating. And Blanco Loco goes into the ropes and he comes off and he starts twirling in the air before Priest even <laughs> connects with him. And then Priest kind of clotheslines him in the shoulder or the back and he kind of just keeps spinning. It's not even like an inside-out. He kind of just twirled. He sort of like pirouetted onto the ground it looked awful. This is one of those moments where it looks both guys look not good. Great, yeah. Uh, they need to they need to give Damian Priest better better people. Like when he went up against Mendoza, at least that was a yes. decent match. Yes. Like those are the kinds of people he should be going up against. Uh, Priest hit his kick. Uh, he hit his uh, the reckoning, uh, his crossroads maneuver, stupid. and pins Blanco Loco. I hated this match. This is crazy. Also, so I'm on I I'm on the like the match recap. Can I just read the first sentence? Yes. Just to make you hate this more. Sure. The archer of infamy, Damian Priest, continues to hit the bullseye. This is the <laughs> craziest bullshit. I swear to God, that's what it says. Why are they calling him the archer of infamy? I hate that. I mean Also he, his name is stupid. I mean he does that <laughs> in his entrance, he does like the arrow motion. Yeah, but it's unnecessary. But nothing about him screams like he's an archer. Like, why is no. he the archer of infamy? He seems to be like this gothic rock star. Yeah. Why is he the archer of him? I don't get it. It doesn't make any he sense. He looks like he belongs on Buffy. Anyway, I'm... I've, he is so 90s. I've pulled Sorry. up the Grapple app. Uh, mm. They posted this episode late, so there's not a lot of reviews for a lot of these matches, but I will, mm-hmm. I will tell you what... Uh, even even low, what the current count is. But what would you give this pretty not great match? 0.75. All right, I went 0.5. I give it a half. 
Okay. And believe it or not, the people of Grapple were somewhat more forgiving and gave it a whole star. Oh, wow. Got one. Mm. Fancy. Mm-hmm. Yeah, not bad. <laughs> uh, we got a Killian Dane video where he is again yeah. watching archival footage of, I believe they prefer it to be called The Troubles in Ireland. The conflict mm. between uh, Northern Ireland the, and the rest the, of Ireland. The Republic. Yes. Uh, he talks about how everything was taken from him. He talks about how he lost hearing in one ear because of a car bomb. He then spits out this fact that I would love for it to be fact-checked. He says that he is the only male survivor of his high school class. Like, of, hmm. of his entire high school class, all of the other boys, not alive anymore. Just Killian Dane. And like, why would you make that up, right? I don't know, but that sounds awful. Uh, it does. And uh, they might have fought in the war. Yeah, and he his I thought his delivery here was actually pretty good. I don't know what mm-hmm. this character is exactly, or exactly what he's going for, but angry Irish man perhaps, but uh, or angry man in general, and he's just given the backstory here. But I thought his delivery was good. It was. I don't. I don't know why we're getting so much buildup about him, though. Well, it's what's really weird. People already like him, right? Like, yeah. What's really weird like is this. that they're kind of treating him like he's coming. It's like he's a tag team champion here before, guys. Like he was in NXT for a while. Remember with Sanity? Yeah, he, he was there for a long time. He did all so. sorts of stuff. He was in War Games, and come on, guys, you guys remember this? It wasn't long ago. And Dane is Northern Irish. I believe so, yes. He's not, I didn't realize that. I thought he was... I figured he'd be Irish. Yeah, I think Finn hmm. is as well. I'm not really sure where County no. Wicklow is. I believe Finn is um, Irish-Irish. Okay. Like, Irish? I'm looking it up. <laughs> well, careful. We don't want to talk about the Troubles too much. It's called the Troubles for a reason. We're not. I guess we're not supposed to talk about it, but... Uh, I mean, it's not great. Uh, hey, more top prospect tournament breakout stuff happening. Jordan Miles taking on Boa. So Jordan Miles, the former ACH, was had a lot of personality. Yes, he did. Maybe too much personality. Nope. You don't think so? You think he had the right amount? I thought he had the right amount. I thought he was charming. I don't think it's easy to be charming while you're wrestling, and he did it. Yeah. Uh, I enjoyed it. Boa was okay, but he looked lost at times. I thought this match was okay-ish, but I don't know. Just I don't know, it seemed kind of slow. Uh, yeah, I I guess what I'm thinking, especially with guys like ACH or guys like because uh, they did this a bit in the Shane Strickland or the Isaiah Scott match uh, as, <laughs> as well. Been a long time. <laughs> as well, yes. Uh, like, I feel like they shouldn't be going low and slow. I think you're introducing these people for the first time. They need to be flashy. They need to be poppy. They need to be fast or high impact. They need to really stand out. And a lot of these matches start off really slow and just take their time. Yeah. The, the, and the crowd seems to be suffering for it as well. Like, they aren't super duper into it. Yeah, it definitely loses me in the beginning, but... How do you feel about Miles having a discus clothesline that uh, Moro Ronaldo said he calls that the destructo discus? 
<laughs> it sounds like something from Track and Field. <laughs> yeah, mixed with like video games or something. Yeah, I was like, okay, uh, that's different. He won- the 450 was pretty cool though. Yep, he won with a 450 splash, which apparently he also has a name for the Midnight Star. And I like that a lot better than 450 splash. Yeah, or Destructo Discus. Uh, it just feels like a mouthful to say every time, but uh, Destructo Disc. Us discus. I'm uh, really yeah. Well, because it's a it was a discus clothesline. So oh yeah. I don't I don't even know what that means. I'm gonna have to Google that later. Spinning. He's just a spinning. He spins and clotheslines them. Yeah. Like like when you throw a discus. Got it. Yep. So he advances in the tournament. Uh, I gave this one point seven five one and three quarters. I almost gave it two, but. Yeah, I was going to say, I'd probably give it a two. I thought it, the um, Miles' personality, I thought, carried it through. And there were some mm. good moments. Uh, so. Grapple app way above us here at two and a half. 2.54. They liked it much more. Yeah, I like ACH. And I thought his personality shown through here, but uh, the match. Which just, one's ACH? Uh, Jordan Miles. I, I apologize. Uh, but he just didn't. You know, the match just did nothing for me. I was like, yeah, okay. I'm wondering if these guys don't know each other, and so it's a little... Definitely don't know each other. And there's probably a language barrier, as Boa is Chinese. Yeah, well, I'm wondering about, like, all of these matches so far, because none of them have really been, like, super standouts, except for maybe the first one. The first one I thought was against. The first one I thought was great. That was Angel Garza and Joaquin Wild. Uh, And I thought that was very good. that was... That was a good one. But the rest of them have kind of been not as yep. great as that first one. And I'm wondering if it's because maybe they, they don't know each other as well. And now with Scott out of the picture, uh, Swerve, it's just a waiting game. I don't know game. who I'm going to It's just a waiting game for me to see Angel Garza again because I love that man. That's fair. Uh, best thing on the show. This For me, this was the best thing on the show. Uh, okay. Shayna Baszler is doing a media scrum in the back. And she addresses Mia Yim wanting a title shot. So Shayna talks about how Mia Yim's story is a great story. She's like, you know, you're coming up from you know, living in a bad place, living on hard <laughs> times, uh, and you and you make it. You you fight your way out of it. She's like, it's a great story. She's like, but that's the most common story in fighting. If it wasn't <laughs> for fighting, I'd be in jail. She mockingly says. <laughs> and she's like, look, when you get in the ring with me, the story always ends the same. I thought that was awesome. Yeah, I thought she did a really good job here with her pro- with like talking because she's she's OK. Mm-hmm. She's not always super strong, but this I thought was very strong from her. Yeah, I thought this was excellent. I can't wait to see this match. I hope it lives up to the the hype and the trash talk they're doing and the, the story building they're doing. Cause mm-hmm. I'll, I'll tell you what, a couple months ago, if you told me they're doing Shayna and Mia on a takeover, I would not have been amped for it, but they've given Mia some yim. Uh, so I was just going to say yims instead of wins. They've given Mia some wins and, uh, they told her backstory, which is excellent. They've had the Shayna right. comeback. I'm excited for this. Well, um, if I don't know if you remember, but when they were on TV, the last time they were on TV together mm-hmm. was probably one of the best matches I've seen out of um, Mia. Mia Yim. Yeah. 
And that was a while ago. That so was. I can only imagine with like how much she's been doing since then. Yeah. How great this match is going to be. Like, I'm excited for them to be together again because I thought that was such a great match. And it's on a bigger stage. So I think they're going to try to up the yeah. stakes. I'm interested. Absolutely. I'm curious to see what they do here. Uh, there is a Keith Lee video where he notes that he has been in NXT for a year. And I mm-hmm. went, holy cow. Like, you've done nothing. But then I remember that he's also spent a lot of this year injured. Hurt. Yeah. Uh, and he's like, look, I have not done much. Uh, he, he agreed with you. Yeah. Uh, and he's like, look, everywhere I've gone, though, when I've gone to that place, you know, nobody pegged me for being the guy. But in all of those places, guess who ended up being the guy? Keith Lee. Uh, <laughs> and he's like, so, you know what? I, I Year one was not so great for me, but things need to change for year two. And he says, you know, being limitless was fine for year one, but in year two, Keith Lee will be infinite. So I like all the math references. <laughs> he's gonna so he's gonna turn into Thanos. I think is what uh, yeah, Keith Lee is saying here. Where is his buddy for them to go face to face again? Uh, Di- Dijakovic. Head, head head. Yeah. So he's hurt. So he's hurt together. right now. Still. Yeah. He's been hurt forever. Uh. William Regal announced uh, that people have been coming from all over to request matches with Kushida. Of course, he's had matches with people in NXT. He's had matches with people from 205 Live. And now a SmackDown Live wrestler, Apollo Crews, will be in line to face Kushida. Next, Apollo had a small cup of coffee in NXT. He appeared on a couple of takeovers, but then was called up to the main roster. You'll never guess this, Jacqueline, but way too soon. And weird has ever since kind of just floundered and floated around on the main roster. Um, Man, what an anomaly. He was never able to really find uh, a character or uh, exude a ton of charisma, but he's ridiculously athletic uh, and actually Mm. a pretty good wrestler. So So maybe this will be a good match for Kushida. It could be. Uh, I'm excited. I'm excited and curious to see what happens. Uh, I expect a Kushida win, but we will see. And then, weirdly enough, Jacqueline, they announced that NXT champion Adam Cole will defend his title, but the opponent is not named. Uh-oh. I'm. you want to throw out some bets? There's going to be someone weird. I'm going with Nikos Rikos. That's what I'm hoping he's defending it against. The, Nikos the, Rikos. The, the trash bag wrestler. The Greek guy? Yeah, the, the trash yeah. bag wrestler. Mm. I'm hoping it's him. Oh my god, <laughs> Damian Priest. <laughs> I hope it's. I mean, I hope it's one of these loser guys. So this way, like everyone else can be like, "Why is this guy getting a world title match?" <laughs> yeah. Actually, um, who do I? Ho- I hope it's like. Who do I hope it is? I don't even know. Oh, you know who I hope it is. Hmm. Roderick Strong. Ah, <laughs> to fulfill the prophecy. This is true. Maybe it'll just be Johnny Gargano under a mask. Boring. You don't think so? No? Okay. Mm. Under a mask? Yeah. You know, yeah. he's pretending to be someone else, but it's actually Johnny Gargano. Maybe it's Pete Dunne. Ooh, hey. I would welcome Pete Dunne back. He hasn't been on NXT UK I... for a little while. Exactly. Uh, main event of this show, 
NXT Tag Team Champions, the Street Profits, defending against uh, the Brit Am Brawlers, Oni Lorcan and Danny Birch. Uh, I love that name. The Brit Am Brawlers. I do. Yeah, me too. I like it. Uh, I also like that the announcers always say that Danny Birch's um, what description of a good night is a pint and a fight or something. Yes, a pint and a fight. Every, every time he's on TV, they mention that. Ah, uh, yes. <laughs> I love it. Uh, so, I love these two teams, and I thought they had a mm-hmm. good match here, but it yeah, just it didn't quite hit that next level. It, level? Yeah, it never, it never kicked into, like, a second gear. Uh, I think some of it is because these are both fan-favorite teams, so the crowd was kind of like... They, I don't know who to root for! They really like the Street Profits more, because they're a more entertaining team. But they didn't oh, want to, like, boo Birch and Lorcan, and right. they're, like, Birch and Lorcan are, like, a really great good guy team. Like, they get beat up for a while, and then they have these really cool, fiery comebacks where they just go in crazy and beating up people. But you can't really right. do that to the other team that everybody loves so much. Uh, they kind of struck this weird middle ground. The match was, the match was good. Um, yeah. And it was fairly back and forth. In fact, there was a couple of moments where... Uh, Lorcan and Birch were really in control and Nigel was talking about how this was uh, their best chance to become the tag team champions. Like they had their match with uh, Undisputed Era at a takeover, uh, you know, a while back. And that was a really great match, but they never had full control like they had uh, over the Street Profits here. Uh, May have even been Nigel taking a shot at the Street Profits, maybe hinting that they're not on the same level as Undisputed Era, perhaps. That Probably. Maybe that's Ni- why. Nigel likes the bad guys. Yeah. Uh, but uh, that's not what happened. Uh, that is not what happened here at all. Uh, so the Street Profits, of course, uh, they won. So Lorcan and Birch, they had their, their fire up, their flurry of offense near the end. Uh, everybody was doing stuff all over the place, and the Profits cut off... Uh, 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 was it Lorkin? I think they got Lorkin out. And then Dawkins hit a spine yeah. buster on Birch. Montez hit his giant frog splash off the top, and they pinned Danny Birch. And uh, they were celebrating with their belts when Kyle O'Reilly and Bobby Fish strolled out onto the stage to have a stare down with the Profits, uh, quite possibly signifying our tag team title match for TakeOver Toronto 2. What uh, I will say, though, about this match... Um... With the back and forthness, and maybe it wasn't as flashy, whatever. But yeah. at least I was so worried that the Forgotten Sons were going to come out mm-hmm. and like ruin everything. Uh, and I'm so happy that that did not happen. So happy they were nowhere near this match. Yes. Yeah, because I really thought that that's how this was going to end, mm-hmm. and it was going to be a draw. But luckily, yeah. <laughs> luckily, they were nowhere to be found. I'm very happy that I was wrong on that one. Yes. Um, so. I'm pulling up Grapple here. Uh, what would you give uh, the main event of the show? Maybe like a 2.75 or a 3, like somewhere around there. Yeah, I gave this 2.75. And uh, the Grapple people, they were pretty close on this as well. They gave it a 3.07. Okay, yeah, right around there. So yeah, this was good. Wasn't It wasn't great. I thought, I thought maybe they could have a great match, but, um, you know, they're not heading in that direction. The big match is going to be between the Street Profits and Undisputed Era. And, uh, you know, that makes sense. Yeah, yeah. 
I am good. Have with you that. been reading spoilers? I have. Just know? I have not, but I presume okay. with them coming out here, that's what they're. Uh, they're. Leaving. You just watched that much wrestling. Oh God, <laughs> yeah. It's. I mean, you know, usually it's not bad. I know there's a lot of people who uh, say that they really hate how predictable things are, but I don't know. Like I always think about some of the other things that I love that aren't aren't wrestling. Mm-hmm. Like, uh, I'm a big MCU movie fan. Right. I know how those movies are turning out. Yeah, like, that's true. Like, uh, there is, there's been four Avengers movies, and there's only one of which in which the Avengers did not win at the end, but that was only to set up another movie where they did, in fact, win in dramatic fashion. So, <laughs> like, I know they're going to win, yeah. but I don't care about that like it's you know you it's the how yeah let yourself have fun and getting swept up and seeing how it plays out yeah it's not always the destination sometimes it's the journey and if the journey is good you know i don't care that i knew the destination all along like i don't care about that right i just want to be told a good story jacqueline that's all i want and uh <laughs> you know if you watched if you watch enough wrestling and the people running the wrestling show think about their stories in a logical manner a lot of times you can sort of figure out where things are going. Now, every now and again, it's good to throw in uh, an actual swerve and you don't know, like you did not see something coming. Uh, right. And if it's done well, it too will make sense. Um, you know, so you shouldn't do them just for the sake of, you know, unpredictability. You should do it in a way that still ends up making sense at the end of the day. But, you know, that's okay. I think the problem with predictability in wrestling is that there's too much of the wrestling where there's the storytelling is just bad. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, like, it's hard to get invested. Uh, you still see where it's headed, but you just don't care. Um, I can see how that could be bad. But, you know, I care about NXT. This was not a good show. Uh, I didn't think this was a good episode of NXT. But, yeah. uh, you know, there are hope for other shows. Uh, and uh, it sort of feels like they're in a bit of a rebuilding phase a little bit. Like I was watching this show and I missed Ricochet and Alistair Black and the War Raiders. Yeah. I missed these guys so much. Like this show was amazing when these guys were all around. Well, but I mean, it'll come back around. Yeah. And it'll it'll come back around. Um, I'll be honest. I'm still waiting for the women's division to fully recover. Like, I don't think it's really recovered since the, really, it feels like since the four horsewomen left, it feels like they've kind of gotten on track a couple of times with like, As- oh, yeah. like Asuka, Shayna, uh, Kyrie, even Ember, Ember Moon for a little bit. Uh, but those, mm-hmm. all three of them disappeared relatively rapidly. It's kind of just, Except Shana. it's kind of just Shayna. Uh, they're trying something new with EO. Candace hasn't really had a chance to take off. And some of the other people that I'm more interested in either aren't on the regular NXT brand, they're in NXT UK, or they're people that haven't really been introduced to main television yet, like Casey Catanzaro or somebody like that. Uh, Lacey Lane. I think her and Lacey Lane are a team. Uh, on house shows, on yes. On house shows. Uh, yeah. And there, there's there's some others. Chelsea Green they have, who is uh, pretty good if memory serves. Diana Parazzo, who is... Hasn't been on TV in quite a while. Um, so there are some people... Isn't she on be... UK now? No. Um, she she did a few shows, I think, early on in the UK run. 
But as far yeah. as I know, she's been mostly doing the Florida shows. Um, gotcha. At least I I've think not so. been. I uh, Okay, so uh, before we go, uh, let's thank the good people over at uh, ThinkGeek. That's the usual sponsor, yeah? Uh, cinemageekly.com slash thinkgeek, or click the support us link in the show notes for this episode. Uh, and uh, while you're uh, while you're at Cinema Geekly, maybe check out the archives of this show. And, of course, find us on uh, Apple Podcasts, Google Play, Spotify, Stitcher. Just search for What Comes NXT and hit subscribe. Uh, that way you can hear us uh, next time uh, talking about... So I think we know the main event, but I don't know if this is going to actually be a match, Jacqueline, but... Next week's episode of NXT featuring Adam Cole defending his NXT championship against someone. Someone. Probably Nikos Rikos. 